insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Redefining Security podcast. Have you ever thought that we are selling cybersecurity insincerely, buying it indiscriminately, and deploying it ineffectively? Perhaps we are. So let's look at how we can organize a successful InfoSec program that integrates people, process, technology, and culture to drive growth and protect business value. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Key Resources has the software and services to help you manage mainframe vulnerabilities. Our mission is to guarantee a return on our clients' security investments by minimizing their exposure to data and security risks. Learn more at krisecurity.com. iTrust collaborates with privacy, security, and risk management leaders from public and private sectors to develop, maintain, and provide its widely adopted risk and compliance management frameworks, assessments, and assurance methodologies. Learn more at itrust.com. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. Marco. John. What's the what, what's the glue of the organization? Uh, it depends. What do they is a company that make glue? In that case it's the product. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I know where you're going. Um, the glue is, is... I won't go down the horse racing thing. That's that's, <laughs> that's all the glue story. No, I say that the glue, and because I know what we're about to talk, it's uh, it's easy. The answer is HR. Yes. It's the people. It's the people that's that the people, make it. People are the glue, and, and HR is the glue of the glue. It's a super glue. <laughs> It's the super glue. <laughs> all right, now we're confusing people here. Let's, we are. Let's, let's start from the beginning. So let's first of all, the channel, Sean, what channel is this? This is Redefining Security. It's part, And this episode is part of a series we're doing looking at uh, the relationship between security and different functions in the organization. And, uh, and hopefully looking at it from two angles. One, how can security enable those functions to succeed, but then how can security become part of it to, uh, to leverage that function to really drive security into all areas of the business, right? Yeah, and that's why today's conversation is not like the past one. For example, where we talk about the legal department and their relationship with cybersecurity, it is about HR and the relationship with cybersecurity, but because that glue, which HR represent for the people that come and work in the company may have a much more important role in presenting and making the company be part of the cultural change that come with cybersecurity or that should come with cybersecurity. And that's the question for our question. guest. And we have the guest that has the answer. Woohoo! Nice. Because <laughs> no pressure, oh, no <laughs> pressure. Dora Ross, uh, thank you so much for for joining us for this episode. 
Oh, well, thank you very much for having me on your um, podcast. And I am very, very happy to be uh, be here and share my knowledge uh, around HR and how they are the glue and how we work together uh, in, in terms of uh, you know, security and HR. So um, just a little bit about me. So I'm from London and um, I am an information security culture transformation uh, um, awareness and training specialist. Um, essentially, what I do is help organizations uh, build their uh, cybersecurity uh, resilience by um, helping to raise um, the employees' security awareness. And that's all um, that can all happen in collaboration with HR. They are so, so important. Uh, working together, we can enable people uh, to be a better, um, better at cybersecurity and to become our first line of defense. Yeah, I love it. And, and you're being very humble because you do so much for uh, the community, I believe, through SANS and, and many other things. And um, I, I want to start off with security people listening to this and maybe even HR people who've been approached by security. The first thing that probably comes to mind is setting up a training program. But it, it, it has to be so much more than that, if I'm not mistaken. So Maybe if you can kind of just give us an overview of maybe some of the touch points that HR and security should work together beyond just security awareness training. Exactly. So I think it all starts from the very beginning and building trust and, and really strong relationships with HR uh, learning and development and very, various other sort of departments. Um, it's, um, because they are, you know, HR and learning and development are really specialized in uh, the legalities and how to employ people, what to look out for, and the training that they need, mandatory and bespoke training. And when uh, I come in, for example, from security culture background, um, I've got the specialist knowledge around cybersecurity, but I need to work and, and work and create that trust with, uh, with um, HR. So we work together because they know the best what would work for people, what channels to use, what communication to leverage. So it's really important. But it's not just, um, it, yes, it is not absolutely just about the education piece, um, but the, the onboarding as well, for example. So it is even before people start working for us, um, is that initial contact when HR reaching out to people that, hey, you know, it will be joining us and here is the initial pack. So creating that security awareness for people already, that security will be important. And we are one team with HR. So it's not them and us and technology and whatever finance, but we are in one organization. We are one team and security is everyone's responsibility. And that's that's how initially we reach out to people and bring them on board um, um, together with HR. I'm wondering when is that and of course there's not a exact date right it's not the beginning of the second world war was <laughs> this day but when was kind of like the, the things started to change and hr started to get connected with the cybersecurity culture with the cybersecurity importance in within an organization was it a business decision was it the news was what was it Right. So it's really interesting because I think for different organizations, it's completely different when HR gets more interested about cybersecurity. Recently, in the, in the last year, I would say definitely since uh, you know the pandemic started, it was even more heightened because people started working from home. So, um, you know, being more cyber aware and be careful how people setting up their homework environment um, created 
a heightened awareness around cyber security and they had to build it in or we together had to build it into the uh, security uh, into the cult, um, corporate culture so it's it's not two different languages so we got the corporate culture this is how we do things and then there's a security language coming into play but it's interweaved into both of the cultures so hr is essential uh, at the very well, now from this point onwards going forward you know it's one thing so it's interweaved about a few years back it was two separate things and it was security and technology and they so bringing this information this mandatory training and it's two separate things um but again uh, different companies are a different journey in their lives um and it depends on how important it is for them what they what type, type of data they're working with how exposed they are so uh, so it's totally different depending on where you work and before we get into more of a technical programs and and uh, you know switching the right levers and stuff do you feel like now your job has become more to find people that are already security minded or it's more of let's get someone and then we bring them on because of other skills of course and then we train them on security when they're in i mean is that a balance of the two maybe I think nowadays more important the attitude of the people. Uh, if you, if you got the right attitude, then then people can learn anything. So people might not be security minded, and uh, maybe at the point of the interview, you know, to interview for a job depends on what it is. They might not talk about security, and might not even think about it, and they might not even appreciate how important it is. But as long as they have got the appetite for it, and they can understand why it's important to protect our data and our information and that's the number one you've got you you got the right people in terms of the attitude and the experience and they can learn everything else yeah, and then so i want to take a look at this from all of the activities and all maybe it's not the right word but some of the activities that hr performs and kind of look at it through the lens of of the security team because what i'm thinking mm-hmm. is i mean there's putting job postings up on the website there's working with recruiters there there's uh interviewing processes there's onboarding and when when you mentioned the pandemic and and the change where there maybe is a heightened awareness uh between hr and security uh, i presume that's because they have to connect through a VPN, right? They're delivered a machine to their home and they have to set it up uh, versus an internal IT person having their desk ready with the computer and everything in place. And so for me, and as I look at all the different stages of an, um, the employee life cycle from bringing folks in and onboarding them and, and keeping them going, is there an opportunity for security to be present in each of those places and and not just here's your secure machine but uh, this is why we use a vpn this is why we use multi-factor authentication this is why we do security awareness training and that becomes part of the materials that that you're using as you're talking to candidates bringing people on board so i don't, don't want to say too much because i'd, I'd want to hear it from you but i have this view that there's so much opportunity for security to be part of all of that and uh, do you have any examples to share perhaps Yes, well, absolutely. So, yes, you're right. Most of the people now would start remotely and they will get their laptops and, and whatever else, you know, equipment they have. And 
it is it's so important. Um, for example, yes, they have their mobile phone and they might need to uh, you know, download some sort of applications to make to, to make um, the multi-factor authentication uh, to be able to log into the laptops. So rather than just explain, for example, that this is these are the steps you need to do, and there you go, now you enable your machine and you can work for us. It is telling a story to people. So. So when the onboarding, beside the people elements, the HR bring in very, very nicely and the corporate elements with all the language and, 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 and et cetera, the security element could be part of that journey and that story when the people are onboarding and they know from the start that um, why we're we doing things and why it's important and also think about the personal and home life for people as well so it's not just uh, you know you need to have these extra steps to be able to log into your laptop but explain why and really clearly explain why and 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 draw examples real examples from from that work environment as well so it's not just for the organization why it's important you know to protect the data well, what could happen in, in your personal life as well if you don't have the, that multi-factor multi authentication or various different elements? What is a VPN and why it's, in, it's important to, to log in through, through that to, your, uh, to the work environment? And also, um, you know, tips on how to you know, just change your router password as well at home. So please don't just use whatever is the uh, factory one. But to be honest, people, why would they think about that? You know, as long as they can work and uh, at home, they can just log into their internet. Why would they even think that they need to change the router? So, so it's it's important to explain why and and what could happen if you just use the default one and someone could hack into it and not know you can lose a lot of things. To be honest, so it's bringing it um, bringing it to life with real life stories and what could be the loss personally as well. So I think you know building that. Uh, work and home security knowledge um, so people um, start behaving in a way at home that will be beneficial for the work environment as well so bringing bringing that knowledge um, as, a, as a second how you, how you say it so it's so natural the security is, is like a natural thing to 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 do so you don't even have to think about it you just know to lock your screen even when you're at home and no one's around or something like that you know or or um i don't know use a screen um protector if you are out, outside of the um you know, you're on a train when you can travel or anything like that just be mindful of what you're speaking you know if you are amongst people that you don't know so so things like that steps like that it's just it's just if it becomes a second nature then that's really what we want to achieve with the security culture change and and, and enablement you know what is funny we went from don't bring your own device to you must bring your own device but <laughs> bring, bring your own office. But <laughs> <laughs> you need to bring the device that we tell you to bring. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. And as you're describing all this, uh, Dor, I'm, I'm wondering who, who leads this effort. Kind of get back to Marco's point because mm -hmm. HR knows who they're speaking to, when, and why, and they have the channels to do that. But they may not have the knowledge rightfully so, to say this is why we use MFA, right? And this is the right place to make that that comment or to inject that into the process. And security team knows all about MFA, but they don't know the HR process and say this is the best time. Is it is it best to do that before we onboard or as we're onboarding or is this an ongoing training or all of the above? And so how does that connection and collaboration start and who, who leads that charge? Yeah, so I 
believe that it, it, it has to be a constant um, sort of activity. It's not just once you look over the HR processes and it's done because things can change and, and you know, regulations might change and you might be able to interject def- depending on which uh, area you are. And yes, HR and technology absolutely needs to have that uh, linkage because technology is the one who may be, um, you know, able to set up the system according to what HR said, who needs what access. So so it's very, very important that uh, that link between them. However, when, um, you know, HR might not be able to express themselves technologically how they what they want in terms of the, the new starters, and technology might not be able to express themselves in a HR language. So this is where normally I come in as a security. It's like I used to be a business change. Um, um, so that was my job before, before moving into security culture change and, and awareness. So I'm the transition between, I'm the communication channel between the two. So I can translate technological information in, into HR language, and then I can sort of do, do the other way around as well. So it's looking at the processes, literally analyzing, mapping out uh, what, what are the HR processes, where they interlink with uh, technology. Um, that's where you can see, uh, you know, the points where you can interject in terms of with com- communication uh, as well, communication to the new starter and communication to the various departments as well. Yeah, so let's go back to the glue idea that the joke we had at the beginning, but it could also be represented as a as a web, right? So you you are sitting right in the middle of the web, and as we're connecting, Sean, in this conversation, different department, I feel like that communication thread always has to pass through the middle before it get to the other one. So mm-hmm. no pressure there for HR, right? But. <laughs> How how are we evolve? How are you evolving, um, or how should HR evolve to be this middle man, middle woman, middle uh, of the communication? These filters middle that robot. then allows everybody to to work together with the cybersecurity in mind, and how to actually change department uh, procedure to be secure. Yeah, so so not every organization have uh, you know a dedicated security culture person. In fact, there's not many. Even though now there's more organization. Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think now uh, I have noticed there's there's a lot more opportunities out there for uh, you know security awareness manager etc. And I guess because it is a specialist uh, knowledge, but it's it's HR you know more than capable of picking this up if they if they have got the appetite for it but as i said it is quite specialist um um uh, knowledge uh, you know you, you need to work with really segmented uh, maybe per departments or depends on the risk profile of the uh, of the individual or the group of people so it's quite a uh, layered approach in terms of the, the security awareness in terms of the process between technology and hr the more than capable i believe to you know work together to understand each other's language and and make sure that they interlink when they need to to create uh, a more secure uh, uh, process you know for new starters um that enables people already uh, onboarding in a secure way and not know about security awareness so it just depends on the appetite for you know actually working together and someone starting it um and, and it is important to to do uh, to, to do the work together because it is one organization one team really um but you need to fit, find the time 
um, to have some dedicated people within each department to every now and then sit together, look through the process, or maybe a business analyst or something could help them to really understand where those points where they need to really work together. Yeah, and we, uh, Marco and I had a conversation with uh, a gentleman who who's known as the first CISO, Steve Katz. And in the conversation with him, we're, we're talking about the future of the CISO role and it not just being a single person with a single purpose. It was many people with many functions. And I, I kind of see that here as well, um, where it, the, the connection between security and HR and that relationship perhaps needs that connector that connecting role, that connecting person, that connecting function. So do, do you see that as, as a new opportunity? Of course, you can't ask a small business to or an SME to, to have all of these roles and all these functions. But as companies mature, do you see that as a viable option? Absolutely. I think, and, and it is not just about the education piece and communication, um, but it is creating that relationship bit amongst many different departments and, um, you know, analyzing the risk. There's so many um, um, layers for this role um, to create that awareness within the organization and, of course, the processes as well. So it is quite an in-depth role, and I think there's definitely value in, uh, in, in having that individual or if it is a large organisation, then having um, maybe an individual and some, some team members or creating like a security champions network, uh, which means that you have got some people who may be interested in or even excited <laughs> about security in different departments. And that's the best way because if you want to speak with legal or finance, you need to have someone who understands their language, uh, how they communicate and what's important for them. So for me, you know, uh, I'm a one sort of person doing this role in an organization. So um, for me to reach out to different departments, I need to have an, a way in and, and, and that person is a trusted person. So, so you know, you don't necessarily need to employ a lot of people. You just need to find that linkage with people who, who might be interested in security. And you can train them up. You can help them. You can give them, you know, some rewards, uh, depending on, you know, what kind of level of um, engagement uh, they do. And then spread all the messages that, uh, that's, that's necessary to build up the resilience of the organization. Yeah, I love that. And, and and HR clearly has the ear of of the workforce, right? Yeah. They are ultimately the, hopefully, the most trusted part of the business uh, for the employees. And and so we're talking about trust here, and we're talking about communication. And I'm wondering, do you have you seen organizations try to communicate directly between security and, and the employees, and that may fail because either the trust isn't there, the channels aren't there, what we're talking about now, you just described as the language uh, understanding isn't there as well. Have you seen things go way off track because of that? And, and are there, is there a scenario you can, you can present where things really worked because security, instead of trying to go direct, worked through HR? Yeah, so so it's very important beside HR to actually work with comms as well because they they really the, the, they know how to brand things, how to, what tone to use, uh, and HR uh, HR has got the necessary channels that you might want to use, and and that's sort of the trust with, within people. So I think creating that relationships um, with HR 
And so you learn from each other. Uh, so maybe we upskill them, you know, in security. And then they are the first way in um, to people to talk about security awareness and almost introducing us uh, uh, from security, you know, who will come and talk to you more. So, so they lead the way in. And then, and then you got that sort of trusted channel to to go with and, and talk with people. And again, um, as, as I said, so for example, it could be HR, could be the security champions that you give as much knowledge as possible to them, and they are the voice then uh, of uh, to, to their people and to their teams. So it can absolutely work uh, really well, so long as you you build up that trust and build up that communication channels and you know where you're going uh, and what works really well for people. And so for, for some people, exactly the same way, not going to work. So you need to always change your uh, change your ways. Um, so I, I would say that initially, whoever started in, in this kind of role and uh, go into an organization, they can't just blindly go into, I don't know, different team meetings and try to teach people, you know, how to do uh, information security. It's important to take a back seat work really closely together with these teams and then find out what is the best way. Is it HR who, who should be doing uh, the training because that's the best way that people are going to uh, actually grasp what they need to do or, or is, it, is, it, is it us from, from security? Or maybe people want to see how, you know, how various different things like a phishing email comes in and someone needs to do a demo, then maybe a security person is better placed and more trusted and got more credibility than HR because HR not going to receive these technical, you know, these technical elements, these phishing emails, etc. So wherever it is you always need to look at where it would sit better and uh, what is who's got the most credibility in the area. So HR is more and more the, the man in the middle again, or the woman in the middle. And here's another thing that I remember a conversation we had about privacy and how. You go to the work space, the workplace, and then you go home and you're yourself. Now you are from home, so you may have to use that particular router, that particular phone. You're going to have the VPN. You're going to have other things just to be secure. And you may get to that point where there is a very thin line between your everyday life and your working life, if at this point there is a line at all, (laughs) may get there. And with HR kind of being the contact point between the two, it's a very delicate situation and position to be in. So how do you see now in the future is, because even if we go back to the office, I think there's going to be more of a hybrid situation Mm -hmm. for many more people. So is HR always be doing the hiring and then the maintaining of the workforce and the mediator between the privacy and work and at home? Or do we need another department of, I don't know, maintaining PR with, <laughs> with the employees? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, it seems to me there is a lot that is put on HR's shoulder. Yes, yes. I, 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 totally, I totally agree with you, Marco. Um, they are... Uh, HR, I think, under uh, an immense pressure. There's so much going on. And they, above all, they need to really think about the well-being of people. 
because obviously there's so much going on and, and some people need to homeschool, for example, and that gives extra pressure pressure on people. They need to uh, do their work as well and teach the children. So there's just so unbelievable, huge amount of pressure. Um, and of course, if, you don't, if you're not uh, flexible with people, then they could, um, you know, go off sick and then the work not going to be completed so there's a very fine balance as, uh, as well um where there could be uh, another department you know who, who just looking at um you know diff- that take the pressure off uh, hr but i think there's financial pressures as well so you, you can't really afford to create another team uh, but it could be a, a different sections in HR who just deal with like employee well-being or just uh, you know various different things rather than a lot of different um, sort of responsibility per, per, per person in HR so yeah no they are they are definitely under a lot of pressure and, and anyone works in HR you know I, I admire their work because it's not going to be easy for a while I think even when we go back to the office they're always going to be super busy and there's always going to be new things to think about to, to enhance the well-being and the production um, of employees. Well, complexity has been growing. I mean, think about IT. Security was the IT. Like, oh, I know, talk to the IT guy, and the IT guy was doing everything. And then till the day that he couldn't do everything anymore, and you needed yeah. someone else, and then you needed a CISO, and then you needed this and that. So it may be inevitable. I don't know. I think we'll have this conversation again uh, in a year from now. Hopefully, uh, there's an ongoing conversation and everybody's having it. Mm. Um, with that in mind, Dora, what I want to do is, because we're about to wrap here, uh, what's the one, I want to look at this from both sides, security and HR. What's the one conversation starter that HR can lead with as they head head to the security department and, and vice versa? What's that one conversation point that, that security can, can start with? approaching HR and is it a question is it a statement is it a an observation how, how do they how do they have that in each direction i think the the most important thing is to find out how they could collaborate better because there's always opportunities for better collaboration so whatever is the process is now uh, i would from both ends try to find out how they can um, meet up regularly and try to find out how to enhance each of those procedures to make technology's life easier when someone's onboarding and throughout the uh, lifetime of an employee within an organization and how could technology help uh, somehow um, you know lift some pressure off of HR so it is the how to collaborate better together. I love it and I, I think well, for me that's the whole point of this series right is to identify the relationships between security and the rest of the business and it's easy to place that banner statement security needs to understand the business but what does that mean right it means different things for different functions and that relationship matters and it it starts with trust and communication as you mentioned many times dora and i think yeah, Marco, the, the series is going to, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think each each function has its own unique role and security can help them. And, and I think also, as we said at the beginning, security can be part of it so they can raise awareness and, and help drive culture of security throughout all parts of the business. And these are never ending series because every time you get to talk to every department, then you're going to have to start from the beginning again because something has changed. 
hopefully not something as bad as a pandemic, but the transformation, the digital transformation is not going to stop. Maybe next time it's going to be virtual reality that you have to use from home to perform your task. Who knows? So that's exciting. This was a and great conversation. Like I think we... Chief diversity officers, right? Which presumably yeah, are extensions, a, a vir- a HR. Virtual chief. So, so there's lots of, lots of different... Uh, <laughs> Lots of different angles to go Virtual here. Virtual so. CEO and stuff. Virtual CEO, exactly. Well, that was a great conversation. I think uh, a lot of questions actually did come in my mind as we were going. Uh, definitely no plan, as no script, as uh, Sean and I usually don't at all until five minutes before. We don't even know what we're talking about. We wing it. So I, I, I hope the audience enjoyed it. And uh, if you have some questions, in regards of this particular topic, there will be resources and links to Dora's uh, social media, I'm assuming, on the on the notes of the episode and share it on social media. Yeah. IPSP Keep magazine. Keep going there. Yep. Keep it going. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks, Dora. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. HITRUST collaborates with privacy, security, and risk management leaders from public and private sectors to develop, maintain, and provide its widely adopted risk and compliance management frameworks, assessments, and assurance methodologies. Learn more at hitrust.com. Key Resources has the software and services to help you manage mainframe vulnerabilities. Our mission is to guarantee a return on our clients' security investments by minimizing their exposure to data and security risks. Learn more at krisecurity.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Security Podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24.